One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? It is the first of hopefully a weekly show regarding strategy, the Strategy Points podcast. So just a really short uh, podcast is to get sharpened up, ready for the week from a strategic perspective. So going to go through a few different things. Um, what I will preface and say, this is a really condensed version of what I do on the Patreon and the Patreon cast. Uh, the one I recorded earlier was one hour, eight minutes. We had loads of information, loads of facts. I talked through a load of things. Um, I'm going to do some really big strategic thinking here. Um, but maybe not go into quite the level of detail on this show. So if you want to get the full version of this, you can get it on Patreon. Um, so patreon.com forward slash five yard rush. You can sign up for as little as a pound a month um, and get full access to the Patreon casts and everything else that we put on there as well. Um, so yeah, really what this is, is about helping you get ready for the fantasy playoffs, getting you into the fantasy playoffs, helping you win your leagues. There's a lot of different things that go into uh, the strategy points. And I think like for me, everyone can, every podcast out there will either outline a load of stats or will outline players. But actually there's also some strategic thinking into the game itself that I feel like doesn't get covered in the mainstream quite as much. Maybe because people aren't looking for that. Maybe people don't want that level of detail. I'm hoping our audience does. I've always kind of had that strategic hat on um, and I've always shared that through the content that we've done. And the point of that really isn't just to do it, to be different. Uh, it's what I find interesting, which helps. Uh, but more importantly, it's about teaching and sharing that with with everybody else you know i see this podcast as like a gateway for 
uh, for people. So people learning about fantasy, people wanting to get more involved in fantasy football, people wanting to win championships, etc. And then when you're ready for sort of the advanced analytical stuff, you go to someone like a JJ Zacharyson when you're sort of, we're talking about getting uh, marginal gains, right? And I feel like that's a podcast that you'll get uh, that kind of stuff from. I'm very much more at sort of the beginning to medium term level. And I feel like the strategic element is helping people get to the point where they sort of don't need mainstream advice. They're looking for sharp edges as a, because they've already formulated their strategy on how to win at fantasy football. And I like to feel from what people have told me over the years that I've helped quite a few people do that. Um, and so really that's kind of the point of this podcast is to sharpen those pencils. It's to find edges, but it's to, to also share some strategic thinking into thinking of, well, this is how I can use this as building blocks to develop my own strategy, not just to win this year, but going forward. And that's kind of where I, I am at with this. So um, really I expect this to be about half an hour. We'll see how we get on. But um, in terms of, um, in terms of this week, I want to talk a little bit about running backs. Um, I want to talk a little bit about strength and schedule stuff for the rest of the fantasy season. Um, and then I'll talk about some uh, potential buy lows. Um, so in terms of the fantasy running back landscape, it's really thin at the moment. Uh, lots of injuries. We've got bye weeks coming up. And we've got to the point now where we're relying on people like Amari Demarcado, and I apologize in advance. I kind of said I didn't think he was going to be a thing. He wasn't worth picking up. He clearly is. Um, Keonate Ingram has faded into dust. Damian Williams has faded into dust. They managed four carries between them on Sunday. So uh, Demarcado got twenty. So as a volume play until James Connor comes back. If James Connor comes back, he might not even come back. We're hearing nothing out of Arizona right now as to what's going on there. So Mario DiMercato is, is definitely a thing. Um, he's definitely someone that you should pick up. I think outside of him, there really isn't that much talent on the waiver wise. Um, so I looked through at all the handcuff situations and all the players on the waiver wire. And to me, you know, I look at people like Dalvin Cook and Zeke Elliott. They're far too over-owned. If you've got them on your rosters, and I talked about this a few weeks ago, they need to come off your roster. They're roster clocks. They're not going to do anything for you. There isn't a significant fantasy portion to come their way, even if there was an injury. So they're players that I don't want on fantasy rosters. They're players that shouldn't be on fantasy rosters. We have to be looking at other alternatives. Um, you know, I think... There's players like Tyler Algier that are borderline, but I actually think he has a relatively good schedule and the way they they might use him more. That could be something that they might do in Atlanta. But, um, you know, there's players like Latavius Murray. I You know, the fact they've signed... The, um, the fact they signed Leonard Fournette says to me that they're not overly comfortable there and they, they want to have some options. So, for me, the main options on the waiver wire right now that I think you need to add. If Demacado is still out there, he needs to be added, at least in the short term. Same with Darrell Henderson, but after week 11, he's pretty much going to go back into the into the pile and you can get rid of. So realistically, we're looking at players that have um, league-winning ability if a situation changes. And that's what I mean. It's a league-winning or a position-winning situation if, if a situation changes. Having players that are going to come on and score eight, nine fantasy points is just not really going to cut it um 
So you need to pick up players who are going to have an impact. You know, earlier in the season, talks about Jerome Ford, and then all of a sudden, a situation changes. He's now the lead back. Um, those are the types of situations. Yes, if he got injured and then Kareem Hunt was kind of muddied the water there a little bit. But for a few weeks there, he he was running away and he was having big, big weeks. And that's what I'm looking for on a waiver wire. And for me, there's three names. One of them quite well-owned, so probably isn't out there, which is Tajay Spears. He has standalone fantasy value, but ultimately he has league winning or he has basically matchup winning uh, weeks in him if something was to happen to Derrick Henry. So that's a big one. The other two are Tank Bigsby and Rico Dowdle. And they, for me, and uh, Zach Charbonnet, but he is also lesser known. So lesser owned because he's uh, lesser available because he's quite well owned. I'll tackle Zach Charbonnet first. Zach Charbonnet. Had a pretty decent week. Uh, he played more snaps than Kenneth Walker. Seattle are going to make the playoffs. Okay, they're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to get to a point where they're going to rest Kenneth Walker, and they're going to use Zach Charbonnet more. It might go even further in Zach Charbonnet's way. So Zach Charbonnet definitely a hold if you've got him on your roster. Don't get rid of him. He's going to be fantasy relevant going forward. We're going to see some big sort of what we saw out of Richard Penny. Maybe not quite that explosive, but I think we're going to see big weeks out of. Zach Charbonnet going into the fantasy playoffs. So he's one for me. I would I would hold. Players on your waiver. I talked about Tajay Spears. He's one that has standalone value, but has significant handcuff ability. Two more out there. The first one is Rico Dowdle. Similar situation. Um, there's something up with, with Tony Pollard. Three uh, games in the last four, he's failed to hit 10 fantasy points. And that could be that they're trying to reduce his workload. They're trying to work Dowdle in. Um... I don't know. I think they're going to get to a point, again, Dallas aren't going to win their division, are going to make the playoffs. Similar to Seattle, almost identical situations. Won't win their division, will make the playoffs. And when that happens, we're going to see Pollard maybe rested. We're going to see him maybe sort of phased out a little bit, uh, less trend the tie. And we've seen this pattern. We saw it in Seattle. They like to run with two backs. We saw this last season where uh, Pollard was used more and more to protect Zeke. I think we're going to see that again here in uh, Dallas. We've seen this blueprint from this head coach before. That's how he likes to run things. Rico Dowdle will have a significant arrow up uh, portion. He will be fancy relevant. But more importantly, he is a premium handcuff. If something was to happen tomorrow to Pollard, he will be a potentially fantasy winning back. So he's one that has to be owned more than he is. The last one is Tank Bigsby. Doesn't have any standalone value, but ETN has probably the best schedule for the rest of the season or one of the best schedules for the rest of the season. And therefore tank Bigsby inherits that schedule. If something was to happen to Travis ETN, don't want that to happen, obviously, but we want to be in a position where if something was to happen and the situation was to change tank Bigsby would be the biggest beneficiary to a significant change to Travis ETN. We've already seen he's been trusted in games, etc. just not a huge volume. So those backs for me have to be owned and have to be rostered almost in all leagues. Now, the question is, how, like the situations of your roster. If you are uh, heading to the playoffs, it's good to own these players. You want to stop others from holding them. Um, you're not in a position where you're desperate to win every week. Obviously, you do, and you are in a position where if you're looking like you're going to make the playoffs, you have a strong roster already. So actually, you can take some risk with some of those roster clogs, some of those, um, you know, if you've picked, if, for example, on your rosters, you've got players like, Demario Davis, who's come in for Kendrick Bourne. Not a player you're likely ever to play all that often. So therefore, having a player like uh, Tank Bigsby, 
uh, like Rico Dowdle could offer significantly more benefit to you than someone like Demario Davis. Um, so that's where my logic and thinking goes to. I want to have winners, um, but also I want to make sure that my opponents aren't getting those winners. Um, so I want to have that sort of roster blocking going on into these situations, especially if I'm in this good position. I'm talking about sort of uh, five, six wins and upwards. So definitely think about stashing some of these potential high, uh, high propensity winners on your roster. If you're at four wins and below, this is a bit more difficult because you're stashing players, but actually you need to maximize your bench and it becomes much harder. So ultimately you want to have one or two of these guys if you can, but appreciate it's a small bench. You've got bye weeks to cover. You have to strategically think every single week is important. You can't afford too many more losses. So you might be carrying uh, an extra quarterback because you might have two uh, uh, or Hurts on by next week, for example. And you think, well, I need to have the quarterback now, especially with what's going on with quarterbacks. And I understand that. And it might not have the space. If you can, then I'd recommend holding one or two of these sorts of players because, again, they're going to be a significant difference maker. But then I also understand you need to have players on your bench who are going to make a difference. Uh, who can come in and play. Now, what I would say is, again, these roster clogs are actually, you probably have a lot of these players. If you're four wins and below, you probably have a lot of middle players. Uh, players who are kind of middle of the road, who, who aren't putting up big numbers, who aren't putting up small numbers. You probably have the likes of like a Curtis Samuel. You probably have a likes of, um, you know, a, a Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott, um, maybe even a Zach Moss. You have these sorts of players who are, borderline fantasy relevant or not even fantasy relevant but you kind of hope that they will be you need to be really ruthless you need to have players on your bench who are going to make significant impacts um backup tight ends in particular are a massive roster clock if you're holding someone like Cole Komet as a backup tight end like you're just wasting a roster spot there I'd much rather own someone like Taysom Hill who's going to give me a weak winning upside yes he could blank absolutely uh, Rashid Shaheen is another player who, I, if I'm in a four and four situation and below, I definitely want to be having Shaheen. I want to be having Taysom Hill. I want to be having like a Tanks Bigsby. I want to have difference makers. I want to have players who can come in and potentially put up a league or uh, a matchup winning week or two. Um, and that's what's really important. So I, I look at your roster, be really brutal with it. If you've got these guys who are sitting around like wide receiver 36 or um below or you're looking at players who were like running back 36 and below like you've got to be honest you've got to look and go why are they there am i ever going to put them in my lineup do i trust them to win weeks for me if their situation significantly changes uh are they going to go massively arrow up um players like zeke elliott and and dalvin cook are not those players um they're just not. I think you have to be brutally honest and, and look at and wide receiver clogs are almost like Tutu Atwell. I like Tutu Atwell. I've talked about him being an ad. Ultimately, he's a bit of a luxury player right now. If he's on your roster and he's sitting on your bench and you're not playing him every week, you probably need to drop him. Um, you need to find these players who are going to give you a matchup winning upside. Shahid will do that. Taysom Hill will do that. You know, Tank Bigsby. Rico Dowdle, if situations change, we'll do that. They will all be significantly arrow-up players. Yes, they're boom or bust players, and yes, there's a lot of risk to it. But you know what? When you're th uh, three and five, four and four, you've got to take a risk. 
especially if you're projected to lose a matchup by 20 odd points. I had a matchup I was projected to lose by 27 points. I stuck in Hill. I stuck in Shahid. I won the week. Yes, incredibly lucky and thoroughly undeserved. Doesn't change the record in the win-loss column, though. It changed it for me in the positive way. But whether I'm lucky or non-lucky, I don't get docked wins for being lucky. You know, it, it's one of those, I threw a Hail Mary up there and guess what it landed. You got to do that, and you know it's undeserved. But <laughs> there's there's a line of thought to it. Is there was no point playing Cole Komet over Taysom Hill. I didn't see. There's no avenue. I I lose by somewhat a couple of less points, but not like so what. Obviously, I'm trying to win, so I want to go with the guys who potentially can give me a a weak winning week. The second thing you've got to do is if you're four and four, three and five and below, you've got to look at trading. You've got to trade. Trade deadlines are coming up really. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Unless you like had a lot of injuries early and you're on a win streak, if you're on a win streak, obviously don't mess with that. But if you are not and you're sort of winning one week, losing the next, it's really inconsistent putting up good points one week, bad points the next week. It's really inconsistent. You probably need to look at a trade. So you need to look at trading one of your better players and getting a haul back, uh, two or three starter positions and increase. And you want to look at teams that are heading to the fantasy playoffs because they have the most depth. Look at teams at the top. Say, hey, I'm willing to trade you Christian McCaffrey and I want in return you know, a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver. You'll probably get that because they probably have those players on their bench. And they think, well, I'm getting Christian McCaffrey. But think of the net sum. I talked about this on an earlier podcast. Talk about this as the net sum of all parts. Christian McCaffrey gets you 20, 25 points a week. If those starters get you 40 points a week, you're net 15 points up, maybe more. So you've got to think about the net exchange of where you are versus what you get. And when I mean net exchange, I'm saying those, those players might get you 40 points, and then you've got to factor in what the other players would have got you. Maybe those players get you 60 points, and then actually the players plus McCaffrey only got you 50, you're net 10 every week. Look at the averages of the players you would drop versus or or bench versus the players that you uh, and the player you're trading and i.e. McCaffrey. And then you look at the players you're inheriting and you've got to make sure there's a positive gain for you. So if you're trading McCaffrey and you bring in, say, uh, I don't know, uh, Brock Purdy or yeah, Brock Purdy, um, Raheem Moster and... Uh, Michael Thomas, say, I'm just picking names out of a hat, right? Um, So, and then I'm benching. So I've just lost Kirk Cousins. I would have had to have played like Josh Dobbs or someone like that. Um, And then I'm probably benching, you know, uh, uh, Damari Douglas or uh, DJ Chark or someone like that. Or if you're Kurt Samuel, 
someone along that ilk. You think, okay, so Samuels get me about eight points a week. McCaffrey gets me 25 points a week. That's 33. And then Josh Dobbs gets me 10. That's like 43-ish points. And then, um, you know, quarterback gets me 15. Uh, Mostert gets me 20, 35. Um, and then Thomas gets me 15. It's 50. All of a sudden, it's like I'm net positive. And that's where you're kind of looking at. Can you get to net positive? Um that's kind of the deal you got to do. You got to work out how to get to a net positive points per week. If you can gain by ten points per week, that's your goal. That's your goal. You want to find a trade that gets you. If you're going to trade your best player, you need to gain ten points a week. Um, and you be honest in the trade negotiations. Say, I'm trying to make my team better. I need to gain ten points a week. I drop these players. They give me forty points a week. I need to get fifty points a week. This is what I need. And you work out a way to do it. So have a look. If you can find that that route, and it might be just through two players, right? It might be that you just trade McCaffrey and you get two, you get like Moster and Michael Thomas back. It's like, okay, I lose 25 plus whoever I drop, but it's seven, so it's 32. Um, But I get, you know, 42 back, whatever it is. Maybe you need someone better than Michael Thomas to make that work. You probably need, um, like I say, Flowers and Mike Evans, something like that to make it work. Um, yeah, just be honest in your trade negotiations and find a way to make it work. Um, so that's the first thing I would recommend. Just try and sort your roster out, make a big trade, look at how you can do things and, and go from there. Um, just looking at some of the schedule stuff um some of the schedule stuff i would i would talk about here um for rest of season is just start your studs quarterback position is going to be really tough um what i would say is you know joe burrow's got a tough schedule over the next few weeks but then his schedule really opens up towards the end of the fantasy season but regardless with the way the position is cj stroud has quite a nice schedule so if you're lucky enough to own him you should be good for the next few weeks um so you, you should feel pretty confident. Um, Sam Howell has an okay, not an outstanding schedule. He has a couple of tough games in there, but on the whole, it's not too bad. Will Levis' schedule is pretty good. Uh, if he can keep the starting job past this week, he actually opens up really nicely for him. So that should work out well. Um, I don't really like Josh Dobbs' schedule. I don't really like owning Josh Dobbs in, in Minnesota, but there you go. Um uh, we just got the news that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has been dropped. So Aiden O'Connell has got two difficult matchups against the New York teams, it's about as bad as it gets. And he's got Kansas City before the bye. He's a desperation-only play. In Superflex, you might have to go down that route. But in a, a, a two QB, a one QB league, you don't need to be touching O'Connell uh, at all. Um, Baker Mayfield's schedule uh, is okay this week. It gets rough for two weeks, and then it, it's kind of okay. Um, it's a really tough one because we're kind of – thin on the ground, a viable quarterback. So um, these sort of fringe quarterbacks, you're better off going with someone like a Howell or Stroud um, if they're available. Um, Jared Goff has a really nice schedule when he comes back off by until he hits New Orleans and then it gets uh, it gets good again. So uh, yeah, just a, a few things there. With the running back schedule, uh, it's a little bit tricky because obviously effectively starting anybody who's got a pulse at the moment, uh, that's how it seems to be. <laughs> it seems to be working. Um, so what I would say uh, with that is players like Gus Edwards has a nice schedule coming up. Um, 
Demacado's schedule is rough in week 10, but it's not, you know, it's not great with Cleveland this week, but it's okay. Like it's not terrible. It's much worse against Atlanta the following week. Um, but what I will say, there's certain players, you know, I look at what's going on in, in Carolina. Uh, they've got two plus matchups uh, in the next two weeks. So you might see a balance of Hubbard and, and um, Sanders in there. Um, so just keep an eye on on that one. Uh, it should be good for Brian Robinson Jr. His next three matchups are really good. He's come off a bit of a tough schedule, so that should work out quite nicely for Brian Robinson. I still don't think Antonio Gibson's a thing, so I wouldn't be too um, concerned there. Um, it opens up massively for Derek Henry, and he's got a really nice fantasy playoff schedule as well. So Derek Henry could be a really good buy low candidate if you can uh, try and do something for him. It'd be hard to get buy low because he's fit and he's got a pulse, but he hasn't really set the world alight this season. But his schedule, um, tough next week against the Buccaneers in week 10. But after that, it really opens up. Uh, Jacksonville, Carolina, who's probably the best matchup on the uh, board outside of Denver. Uh, Indianapolis, Miami, and then in the playoffs, he's got Houston, Seattle, Houston, and they're all giving up over 20 points a game to a running back. So uh, if you can get uh Derek Henry that's a really good thing to do uh wide receiver twos uh to target on teams that perhaps don't have the best uh the best sort of passing ability but have good matchups coming up um so I wrote up for PFN Jaden Reed has two really good matchups in the next three weeks against slot receivers um he's got the fourth best matchup and the second best matchup in the board um so definitely take advantage of that and then against Pittsburgh that's a pretty plus matchup as well in the middle there so uh, I definitely like starting Jaden Reed over the next three weeks as well. So if you can pick him up off your waiver wires, you should. Um, he's a big plus. Um, I find that article on PFN. I posted it on my uh, Twitter or X page, whatever we're calling it, um, yesterday. So do check that out. Um, there's some compelling reasons as to why. Um, Nuke Hopkins and then potentially targeting the – if Traylon Burks is back, he's got a nice schedule over the next couple of weeks. Um, I really, really think uh, there's a couple of players here you could look to target. Uh, over the next few weeks, potentially as trade candidates. And really, just to wrap this up, uh, I'll give a, a few uh, examples uh, of that. But Chris Godwin is kind of the, the shining light here as, as a player I, I would be looking at as a trade low candidate. So he's got a really good percentage of um, team uh, target share, 23.7. It's actually slightly more than Mike Evans. He's actually seen one more target than Mike Evans. He's also on a similar yardage pace to Mike Evans and has had more catches. So from a PPR perspective, um, Mike Evans is um, the, uh, not from PPR perspective, from a fantasy perspective, Mike Evans is the wide receiver 12. Chris Godwin is the wide receiver 39. In PPR, their scoring on receptions and yards is almost identical. It's half a point in favor of Mike Evans. Um which is nothing, half a point. What deviates them is the touchdowns. So then you would think correlating that, oh, well, Mike Evans gets a lot more looks in the in the uh, red zone. He actually doesn't. He gets half the amount that Chris Godwin is. Chris Godwin has had 10 touchdown or 10 red zone targets this season to Mike Evans' is five. Uh, and he scored last week off one of those. The, the Bucks just haven't been good in the red zone, but it's a new offense, new offensive coordinator, new quarterback, takes a bit of time. Not excusing it, it's not been good enough. But all the peripherals are there for Chris Godwin to have a significant breakout in the next few weeks. Um, the numbers are good. The receptions are going up. The yards are going up. The red zone targets are there. The team target share is there. Everything is there for Chris Godwin to have a really big second half of the season and finish inside the top 24 wide receivers to finish the season. So 
Fight low on Chris Godwin. Try and acquire him in a trade. His schedule as well opens up relatively nicely. Not a great matchup this week. But then he's got Tennessee, which is a plus matchup. San Francisco is a plus matchup. Indy's a plus matchup. Okay, the rest of the regular season is a bit um, dicey with Carolina and, and Atlanta. And first week of the playoffs, but then he gets Jacksonville, New Orleans. Um, it opens up nicely for Chris Godwin. Uh, I'd be buying into that. The Bucks can't run the ball. Definitely be buying into Chris Godwin. If you can get him at a good price, he's a player I'd be heavily looking to acquire over the next couple of weeks. Um, so get busy trading uh, for him. Derek Henry's a player I'd be trying to acquire. Josh Jacobs' schedule, by the way, is another one I'd be looking to uh, buy low on, especially now with this news with Aiden O'Connell starting. Uh, by the way, week 18 or week 17, um, or just the fantasy playoffs in general, he has the Chiefs in the middle of that, but he's got the Chargers and Indy, which is great matchups. But he's got great matchups in the next couple of weeks, Josh Jacobs. Uh, except for KC is the only sort of sticky matchup and Minnesota, the only two sort of dicey matchups on their on their schedule. The rest are pretty good for the rest of the season. So Josh Jacobs is another player, especially with his quarterback change, could be another candidate you can try and trade for. Um, not really delivered the height. If you can find an appropriate trade that could work, it might be hard with all the decimation at the position, but if you can find something to do, um, I would be looking to do that. So there's a couple of players I'll be looking to target. Uh, players who potentially might be free in your leagues, you should keep an eye on. I've talked about Jaden Reed. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is another one. 22% target share. Uh, he's put up some really, really good um, peripheral numbers as well. Doesn't look like Christian Watson is much of a factor. He, he might be getting more into it. And I know that offense is putrid, but it does turn around. It does get a little bit better. They've had some tough matchups. And it's a tough one this week against the Rams, but then they got Pittsburgh and the Chargers, which are two massive matchups um, to take advantage of. And in the fantasy playoffs, they've got Tampa Bay, which is a great matchup. Carolina, which isn't a great matchup. But then they got Minnesota, which is a hugely beneficial matchup. So if you can get Reed, Dobbs, those are players that in the fantasy playoffs can have a significant impact. They're players I'd be looking to acquire. Um, so it's important to look at the, the, the long-term view of these players. Don't cut them off in the, in the short term. Um, I'm not too worried about tight ends. What I will say is if you were one of the Michael Mayer troopers, stick with it. The schedule opens up nicely for him in recent uh, in, in recent times. It's going to open up for him quite nicely. Um, so stick with Michael Mayer. Uh, it's going to turn out all right, I think. Um, although with this quarterback change, that does give me a little more cause for concern. Um, but he's got some good matchups after this week. This week's tough against the Giants. After this, it gets a little bit easier. And then lastly, I just want to draw you on some matchup stuff for this week about sharpening the pencils and trying to just win this week. If you're in that mode where you've got four, three, two wins, you need to win every week. Don't look too far ahead. Just concentrate on your matchup this week. Think about the best route to victory this week. I'm going to give you some uh, matchups I can highly recommend you try and exploit. You'd probably start Jacoby Myers anyway, but he's got a significant plus matchup. So does Michael Pittman. So does Nuke Hopkins. So does CeeDee Lamb. So does Devontae Adams. All these guys should have big weeks. They all have really, really, really good matchups. Drake London, if you're thinking about starting or sitting him, he has a great matchup against Minnesota and against uh, Akaleb uh, Evans as well. Um, that's a really good matchup. One to heavily exploit here. Jalen Waddle has a great matchup. Amari Cooper against Marco Wilson. It's a great matchup 
uh, one to exploit here. Brandon Cooks against Darius Slay. That looks like a decent matchup to be exploited. Um, I'm going to talk about some flex-worthy players. Rashi Rice is a plus matchup against uh, Kahoo of Miami, who've given away a lot of pass interference calls. Uh, that could be a matchup. Just worried about the Roots run, but that should be a matchup that Kansas City will look to exploit this week um, with, Rash, with Rashi Rice's pace. Um, Michael Thomas is a good matchup against Tyreek Stevenson. Expect him to be more involved this week. Curtis Samuel um, against Miles uh, Bryant as a good matchup. So, again, flex-worthy play. Uh, one to consider this week uh, for sure. That kind of like the best sort of plus matchups. Matchups to be uh, concerned about. I wouldn't be starting uh, JSN this week against uh, Morlet of Baltimore. That's a that's a really tough matchup. Um, just don't think it's going to work out well. So I'd be benching JSN this week. Tyler Lockett has a really tough matchup against Marlon Humphrey as well. You just have to be a little bit careful here. Keenan Allen, you're never benching him, but he has a really tough matchup against Michael Carter. So just be a bit careful with that. Khalil Shakir, if you're thinking about throwing him in your flex after last week, please don't. He's against Mike Hilton. That is an awful matchup. Um, in super deep leagues, you might be starting Tyler Scott of Chicago. He's got uh, Paulson Adebo. Definitely don't start him this week. Uh, that has all potentials to be a zero or very, very small. Josh Palmer, if fit, he's going to play against Source Gardner. That's a really tough matchup as well. So he might be one you want to sit on your bench. KJ Osborne with the change of quarterback is also against Jeff Akuda, who is putting up the second best uh, or second least amount of fantasy points per route run against him. Uh, definitely KJ Osborne is a sit this week, uh, as is DJ Moore potentially against Marshawn Lattimore. Maybe you can't sit him because of the talent but that is going to be a really tough matchup as well. So just keep an eye on that one. Tyler Boyd against Taron Johnson. Taron Johnson hasn't really given away anything in the slot this season. That's a really tough matchup. So uh, don't expect Boyd, unless you're getting high volume of targets, I wouldn't expect him to be too busy uh, on Sunday. Um, and Brandon Pyle, he's against D. Alford. That's another really tough matchup as well. I don't like that matchup. I'd be swaying away from uh, that one uh, if possible. Um, they're sort of the worst matchups on the board. Uh, I also am not a big fan of Christian Watson against um, against Witherspoon. The one I would target, as I mentioned, is is Jaden Reed. Uh, he, I think, has probably the best matchup against uh, Durant, but also just to get terms of points they're giving away in the slot. So I definitely think that's a matchup to exploit. So there's some tips for you for this week that might help you set lineups, set expectations, think about. Just ignore the projections in Sleeper unless it's a heavily, like if it's close, just don't worry about it. If it is significant, there's obviously something in it. Have a think about what you can do. Maybe you need to start guys like Taysom Hill, like uh, Rashid Shaheen. Those are the sorts of players that might get you over the top. Um, I hope this is useful. Please drop me a message on Twitter. Let me know what you think or X or whatever, Elon Musk Playground, whatever we're calling it. Um, do let me know what you think. I also do recommend joining the Patreon. I go into this, I go into loads more detail. It's another like 30 plus minutes of me talking about some other buy low candidates, some other schedule changes. I go into playoff schedule changes. I go into all sorts of things that I don't cover in this. So join the Patreon, get a lot more content like this, but slightly uh, more in depth and more advanced. But I hope this has given you enough of a flavor to obviously join up and join that community. Plus you get access to our community, uh, which is on WhatsApp. So you get access to me. I I live on WhatsApp pretty much. So uh, it's a good place to join. Um, but yes, let me know what you think of this podcast. If you found it useful, please let me know um, because it is something new. Um, 
I like this stuff. I don't know if everyone does. There's not many people doing this kind of stuff out there. Um, so let me know. Let me know what you think. Uh, if you find it useful, then I'll keep doing it. And if I don't, then, <laughs> you know, um, then just say, I, I'm a big boy, I can take it. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. I'll be back on the flagship show tomorrow night with stocks. Um, we've got a load more stuff, loads of trend stuff to go through, loads of strategy points in there as well. Um, loads of additional stuff just to help you try and win ships as we're going through. Um, so please uh, stay tuned for that. Um, and I look forward to seeing you t- tomorrow. But until then, Rush Nation, don't forget, as always, keep rushing. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.